0: Ben Rogers interviews Jesus. The recording took place in Wilkesdale, Queensland, Australia, on the 4th of February,
1: 2013. Oh, this is Ingo. Hey, nice to meet you, Hi. 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 We're running straight away, so... Yeah, yeah. The man, huh? So where would you come from today? Uh, Richard Bumba, I'm from Brisbane, yeah. so I just picked
0: him up. So you come up from Busy past Yeah, yeah,
1: through... Uh, and then a bit, through of, the a bit of flooding and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Yeah, it's so, been pretty crazy here the last
2: few days. Yeah. <laughs> OK,
1: so where do you live in Brizzy, then? Oh, just, um, you know, St. Louisville? Yeah, the university. Yeah? Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of, um, sort of uh, a bit busy, you know. You kind know, of quiet during during summer, but yeah. during semester. Yeah. you get everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 How'd you get it over? And are you still doing student? Are you still student? Uh, yeah, I'm going back to study a language. Oh, um right. Yeah. Got language. Got language. I'm not sure. Language. Maybe Spanish. Oh,
0: right. Spanish That's would be a good back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mary knows Spanish. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So kind of, it's very universal, like you can take it a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of places.
2: Well, a lot of sort of different dialects that can be derived from it, so, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, we also went to Brazil
0: recently, and oh, okay. Mary had, sort of, was quite good with the Portuguese Oh, right,
1: is well? Portuguese and uh, Spanish are very... Similar, yeah. very ...cousin languages? Well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. So that was
0: good, we could order some, we could order a meal at least.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we were wondering, um, I know you got your setup here, but is it possible like with your portable like we could walk maybe through the bush a little bit? Just showcase like the sort of the area or is that alright? Um yeah. If it's, it's not
0: if you want to, um, oh, yeah, take natural
1: splendor, so for you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of beautiful. Mm. It's kind of, we know we've like, like, we yeah, drove through, we kind of through King of and just like can, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, Microsoft, like the the background of Windows XP <laughs> Well you know, on your on your computer the backdrop for Yeah core, yeah it's very similar in that respect Yeah we've just had a rain
0: so it's green so that yeah, I normally <laughs> it, was oh, okay. it was dry as up until a week ago probably yeah Okay cool Yeah Yeah What do you want Yeah on? we're happy to work, walk around a bit if you want Yeah okay but maybe later or something Yeah yeah that's what do
2: nothing Well you yeah.
0: under, you... Oh you're
1: right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's been lovely and green now. And yeah, everything's grown. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but it was pretty rough before.
1: Oh, pretty okay. dry. Yeah, it can get pretty um, like bushfire risk. You know what I mean? Like there's a strong risk. Or it's not so bad here though,
0: usually, because it's oh, yeah. usually green in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lived in South Australia, and it's usually very dry in the summer. and yeah. a lot worse bushfire risk. Here, okay. There than here. Here, they even have a tendency to burn off when it gets. Like in the in the wrong times of the year, really. So, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So Ben, what's your last name? Oh, uh, Rogers. Rogers. Rogers yeah. Um, this is Richard Price. And what's your last name, Richard Price? Price Yeah. And like you live Gansha? at Toowoomba. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're aspiring to do a lot of camera work in the long run, or?
2: Um. I'm inspiring
1: to uh, live for another 60 years, give or take, and maybe catch a good film. Oh yeah, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> How about you, Ben? What do you? Uh, want to i I actually, I want to work for Vice magazine. Did, did I show you the documentary?
0: The Vice, yeah. Yeah, They
1: focus on sort of stories that are, you know, like that a lot of the mainstream media doesn't cover or that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, no, like, had a look at. Or a like of sort of looking at, yeah. um, uh, like there are uh, there are a magazine based out of Brooklyn in America and they yeah. do a lot of work yeah. in. Actually, a fashion bag actually, but I don't know oh, much yeah. about fashion, so... No. Uh, they do they do a lot of good reporting from uh, Syria, actually, at the moment, and they're doing a lot of...
0: Yeah, they seem to uh, spend a bit of time at each place. Is that the case? Like, yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's, or... it's based
1: on this theory of, like, immersion somewhere, you kind of, like... Instead of taking camera and then narrating, you film yeah. it, and you kind of put it yeah. all together, and then you put it... All... Yeah. yeah, this is just going on YouTube, I that's don't fine. represent yeah. anybody but myself, Yeah, that's that's fine. sort of thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But we don't care where it goes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. You <laughs> don't have licensing or. Uh, yeah. Licensing. Okay, fair the main the main reason why we have the participant sheet is because we have had the experience in the past of you know just people treating us fairly badly and and, uh, yeah. and so what we do is we just make sure that everyone's aware that yeah what, the, gro- what the ground rules are. Okay. You know? Yeah.
1: Understood. Understood. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I was yeah. just okay. So I was just wondering. Um, when was the first moment where you realised? I'm not Alan John Miller, I am the Messiah of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. And actually, no one's asked me that before. And <laughs> um, it was about... It was close to eight years ago, nine years ago, and I was reading through the pageant messages. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're a, they're a heap of channeled material that was written over a hundred years ago. Yep. Via a man who wrote, he, he hand wrote the material, and the channeling supposedly is from Jesus, right? Okay. And as as I was reading through the material, I, I was realising that I that I knew what all the material would be. Okay. Like, and and then I then that sort of snowballed me down through this emotional process of coming to terms with why I knew what the material would okay. be. Even though I'd never read the material before,
1: is um, there a possibility, uh, can I, Richard? Can we just get another angle too? So yeah. just kind of directing as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, like, is there a possibility that um, because you're not because you you know have you worked in a religious capacity before this period, or was this?
0: Uh, certainly, I was a I had a I was a member of the Jehovah's Witness yeah, okay, uh, okay. religion way before then. Okay. Another <clears throat> probably eight years earlier.
1: Is, is there a possibility that because you are knowledgeable about the Bible and that sort of thing, that maybe you read a lot into it and were like,
2: "Hey, I know,
1: <laughs> I know, I have the answers because I've know the source material," I guess. Um,
0: well, no, the the memories that I have of my life isn't they aren't in the Bible. Okay. Um, so the Bible is very different to what my memories of my life in the first century were. But also it's not just a memory of my life in the first century, it's a memory of my life over 2000 years. So I've got memories uh, of my life in the first century, fairly detailed, when I say detailed memories, I can remember most events in the first century. And and also most events of what happened over, for 2000 years in the spirit spirit world as well. So it's sort of like with you, with your life, the way you know that you're you, is, and have some kind of self-cognizance is by having a heap of memories about your life. Okay. And the way I know I'm me is because I have a whole heap of memories for the last 2,000 years about my life. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. So there's not a, it's not a um, feeling that, oh, all of a sudden I come to recognize that I'm Jesus and, uh, and somehow I believe it. It's, it's all about having memories of, of the 2,000 years of life that That can bring me no other conclusion as to who I am, and in fact, right. in the end, I know who I am, so um, there's no doubt for me, um, but very few people have ever asked me about my memories, and so okay. very few people believe who I am as a result, isn't it okay sense?
1: all right fair enough um, um, also when you're when you talk about having these like memories, do you have memories of people who, for example? it could be historical figures that aren't well known in a Western sense. So for example, like uh, Confucius, you know what I mean? Like is, or is this, is this like, I've heard like through different channels that you have memories of meeting Gandhi and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. What about like, what about other people outside of? Yeah, most of my
0: memories are not about so-called famous people on earth. They're, They're about just people who are not even written about in history. Okay. But, but who I've had personal experiences with for two thousand years.
1: Would, would you be able to name
0: any? Uh, certainly. Like, uh, for example, um, there's a lady called Rachel. There's a lady called Rachel. Um, she she was a great friend of mine and Mary's in the first century, and okay. uh, and we have a memory of you know spending time with her for two thousand years, pretty much. And um, she she was the person who basically. I helped mary after i died and mary was pregnant after i died and rachel helped her go to egypt and in fact uh, in egypt there was a decision that was made uh, by some other people that are known in the bible john the apostle john is one of them mm-hmm. but um but rachel finished up uh, staying behind in egypt and the roman soldiers caught up with her and killed her and but we know her we've known her for two thousand years but but she's not written about in the bible at all Okay. Um, so, there are lots and lots of people like that that we've known over two thousand years of time. That there's no knowledge of them in the Bible or anywhere else. Is there like, a historical
1: record of such a person called Rate? Like, have you no. been able to? Tr- no, be Isn't able no, there wouldn't be because she's like someone who.
0: No, there wouldn't be because she she was never written about in the first century, and she, her her husband was written about, Timothy, and he's okay. written about in the Bible, but but his wife, Rachel, was not written about. Okay. And so, you know, there's no record of her in the Bible. There's barely a record of mem- Mary in the Bible. There's only yeah, four yeah. times that she's actually mentioned okay. because most mostly it was men who wrote the Bible, and so, yeah. you know, they didn't well, they, write much about women. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Richard, could we get another angle from here? Yep. Just move across. Just try and mix it up. Sure. But, um, okay, so, but also within the Bible itself, um, there is... I mean, there's a lot of conflicting sort of historical, you know, when it was written and that sort of thing, totally. by by different authors. I think, totally. I think, was it Luke? Uh, uh, hang on, Matthew Mark. Luke, yeah, John. Ma- Matthew Mark Luke John. But mm-hmm. like, they they kind of said at different time periods this all happened, and a lot of there's a very blurry historical line. It's very contradictory. Yeah, and the there Bible was is, very uh, is is that how do you? I mean, there's a lot of uh, historical historical. Evidence suggests that maybe Jesus didn't even exist. How, how do you?
0: Well, well, I know I existed, but other people have to decide whether I did or not. I suppose, but yeah. I know how long I've existed, and I know when I, you know, shortly after I was born, when I started to have some <laughs> kind of mental cognizance of who I was in the first century. From then on, I've remembered who I am. But um, so, in terms of what I say to people who don't believe that Jesus existed, well my feelings are they need to come to some conclusion about that themselves. I I don't really want to manipulate their conclusions. And I know I existed. I don't really feel like I need to say anything more than that. Um, Yeah, but would it not help
1: your case if there was this sort of, oh, this, like if there was a historical record, like we look at other um, historical figures that we say, oh, they existed because we can see their tomb, we can see their, Mm. We can see that, but like, in your case, when, if you Most make sense. a claim or something like that, mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of people who are like, but hang on, did this guy even exist in a way? Like, <laughs> and, and yeah. you know, because like, we, we look at the record and we try to match, that's how history yeah. works.
0: Well, let, let's firstly state that the Bible record of myself is uh, contradictory. And the reason why it's contradictory was it was written by different people and embellished later on, Yes. and a lot of what the Bible says happened, didn't happen, and a lot of what the Bible says didn't happen, did happen, and there are whole gaps in my life in the Bible as well, so the Bible's not a very accurate record of what happened in my life for a start. Secondly, there is only one other recording that I know of that referred to me in any way uh, from historically, and that was the records of Josephus, Mm. and But he only briefly uh, mentioned myself um, and, and also there is a suspicion by some scholars that that was added at some later time in history as well. So the reality is I don't feel history, the way it's written, helps anybody because most of what's written in history is an embellishment on the part of the person who wrote it. It's like it's a story. Given by the person who's writing it, mm. which is often a great manipulation of what actually happened.
1: But but a lot of history too is the use of primary sources, whether they be uh, you know statues that sort of thing. True, where there's uh, some yeah yeah evidence, we can yeah. we can say that's you know Alexander the Great sword something like that yeah we, we, there's that sort of thing. But the, because the Bible's based on accounts and not always not always uh, accurate. Accounts. Not always yeah, and that sort of thing mm. that this may lead to a lot of questions about you know. The existence
0: yeah and i 'm perfectly happy to answer the questions um, it's, it 's like to me it doesn 't really matter what 's been written about me. what matters is what is the truth and and I, and it 's not even what is the truth about me that worries me very much at mm. all um, what what I feel is more concerning is what is the truth about the universe and other things, okay. but a lot of people focus on because i 'm saying i 'm Jesus, a lot of people then focus all of their effort and trying to find out about me rather than like, have a good listen to what I'm talking about and ask themselves whether it makes any sense or not. Okay. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So I feel in time um, that pretty much everything that's, everything that can be asked will be asked and also in time everything that uh, you know can be presented will be presented and then people can be left up to their own mind and opinion about what they want to choose to believe. And I don't need them to believe me. Um, I'm just passionate about sharing things with other people, and and that's what I do. Okay, next Mm. question.
1: Maybe Richard, maybe try over this way. Thanks, man. Okay, Uh, you've said that you will be able to perform miracles when you become one with God. Mm. Now, what does that look like?
0: Um, well, I didn't actually say I'd be able to perform miracles when I become at one with God. I said God would be able to perform miracles through me when I become at okay, one with God. Okay. So, you know, Clarif- so, uh, sorry. if we I can okay. clarify that. And the reality is that God can perform miracles through any person who becomes at one with God. It's not specifically Jesus. It's, it's any person who desires to become at one with God through goes through the process that God has designed to do that can become at one with God. And once they're at one with God, God can exercise His thoughts, feelings, and other, and other, and particularly His love through mm. the person, in terms of accomplishing things, and that can occur for any person who becomes at one with God. Not, not specifically for myself. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what it looks like is that uh, a lot of natural events, what uh, what people would call natural events like, uh, for example, a lot of people are not aware that sickness is the result of different held onto emotions within the body of the individual that cause certain problems in certain places. And a lot of people are also not aware that uh, spirits or people who have died in the past are attached to them through some kind of experience emotionally and that can often cause a degradation of that particular part of the body. And this is why a lot of people get illnesses that we feel are critical, like cancers and stuff like that. And the reality is all of those can be healed quite easily once a person understands what's going on. So when you're one with God, you understand what's going on, and so it's relatively easy to heal those particular things that, that doctors and others feel are quite difficult to heal at different times. Okay.
1: Well, going on that point, would you suggest that people don't seek medical attention, seeing as if- Being one with God is so essential to curing ailments or getting rid of. Because, like, we have a lot of evidence to prove that bacteria is the reason that we get the flu and that sort of thing. Are you, are you saying that it's just like when someone gets the cold, it's a spirit or it's a.
0: No, I'm saying there's an emotion within the individual that causes them to be susceptible to a virus that would not normally they would not normally be acceptable because right in your body right at the moment there are literally thousands of different types of organisms that could kill you yes that they don't and and you we've got to ask the question well why don't they kill us under normal circumstances and then what causes them to be triggered into killing us at some abnormal circumstance
1: well they can just as easily kill us there's there's every like you know, internal bleeding you know there's a lot of you know sort mm-hmm. of you know, when people have internal injuries, the stomach acids burn inside and that sort of thing. I mean, that's very capable of destroying us. It's just thousands of years of evolution, I would argue, that is the reason why we have the body that we have, the physical form that we have, and it's yeah, not and perfect, I, but it's... And but I in, would
0: argue that we have a soul attached to our bodies, yeah. and then we have two bodies, a spiritual one and a physical one, yeah. But, but if we understand that the soul's emotional condition, its belief systems and everything, dictate what happens to the bodies, then we'd have a better understanding of disease. And I'm not suggesting that a person doesn't go to a doctor. Yeah. What I'm suggesting is that, that all people on the planet need to understand the physiology of, of disease. We need to understand how disease actually happens and how it is generated. And once we understand that, we can cure it. Okay. At the moment, we're not very good at curing a lot of things because we don't fully understand how it's actually happening. We treat the physical body as a sort of like a a separate entity, if you like, without understanding that there are other factors determining what happens to that physical body uh, that determine how the physical body responds under certain circumstances. And that's why we can go for many months or years even without getting a cold or without getting the flu or without having some kind of disease. And then all of a sudden we get some kind of disease because there's some kind of emotional trigger that triggers these particular things. And for every disease, there is a specific trigger. And if we understood all of that more, then we'd probably be able to cure So, do
1: you get sick? Well, that's because if you're because of your faith and the devotion that you have, do you get sick?
0: Well, I haven't been sick now for close to eight years, but uh, um, but I used to get sick before then. Okay. I, I used to get sick every month actually before then, okay. pretty much. But I haven't been sick now for around around about eight years or so. And um, I get. Uh, I, I, some influences that happen upon me that make me feel off, you know, like not not 100 uh, well, but but I don't get sick anymore much at all.
1: Do you drink <laughs> kale shakes or anything like that? No, <laughs> no. Do weights anything?
0: No. No, I don't do any weights. I used to do weights about eight or nine years ago, but uh, and I'd probably like to get back into them if I got some time, but
1: I, <laughs> I don't at the moment. No. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, um, okay, so you've. Just, just how important is technology to the dispersion of your teachings?
0: Well, in the long run, probably not very important. Um, the, in the first century, um, teaching spread word of mouth. Yeah, People, you talk to other people and so forth, and in fact, in the end, I feel that's how most of the teachings actually get spread anyway. And that's how most truths get spread around the planet, I feel. Advertising or marketing something is very ineffectual, really, in a lot, a lot of ways. It's the it's a person who goes through a personal experience, and actually come to understand some things themselves, and they like what they understand, that they then share it with others. Right okay, now, I feel technology is just a way of them sharing it with others. Okay, know? but
1: um, the use of you know the, you've got a YouTube channel, that sort of thing. Yeah, you're on iTunes, that sort of thing. How important is that for people who follow your teachings to? Get in touch with you. You know what I mean? Because like, I see that yeah. there's like four people here, yep. and that sort of thing. But yeah, there's no, probably more I, than that who've, you know, heard about you, listened to you.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I think in the end, I'm happy to share the truth using any medium possible. Um, so, if technology is available to me, I'll definitely use technology. However, um, I don't feel that the truth would actually spread very well unless I make personal changes and the people who listen to the truths also make personal changes it's a bit like you can either be a living example of what it, what you're teaching yourself or you can be a person who teaches a whole heap of things but but is a bit of a hypocrite and doesn't and isn't a living example now mm. if you're not a living example of what you teach then then in the end it doesn't matter how much exposure you have Nobody's going to, in the end, believe what you say. Yeah, but um, feasibly,
1: so. you could follow your teachings and not actually have to live here. in uh, a way. Like, totally. You know yeah. I mean? Like, you, yep. do you know how many people like listen to like podcasts? Uh, not YouTube really. Sort um, of thing. I know we've given away probably
0: a couple of hundred thousand videos, and and there's about nine or oh, eight hundred and fifty or so subscribers at the moment. Okay. On YouTube, so it's not that many. Okay. Um. But, but we don't keep track of any of those things either because we're not really, we're not focused on that either. We're, we're focused, myself and Mary are focused on practising the truth ourselves and then sharing it with others who want to hear it, basically. That's all we do. Mm. We're not really that focused on trying to convert anybody or make anybody believe what we're talking about. We don't want to have people living with us. or And, and you know, we like to live quietly, uh, as you can see. Yeah, Um, but
1: doesn't technology allow you to disperse your views and put them out there? But like, it's still not technology. Yeah, just you could, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's. Would you say it's an effective tool for you to use, or would you?
0: I don't know if it's that effective. I find that a lot of people listen to the YouTube presentations, for example, and. and then what happens is they think they understand what I'm talking about, but often okay. when they get to a face-to-face interaction with me and we have a discussion, then they realize how little they understood about what I was actually saying on the YouTube. So, so I think sometimes um, there needs to be more than just listening. You need, to, you need to be able to not only listen, but also be self-reflective. And, and a lot of people on the planet are not very self-reflective at this point in time, so they listen. And they might be fascinated about what they hear, but but to truly change, you've got to be self-reflective, and that quality um, is something that each person needs to develop in themselves. I feel like that's something that's independent of technology or anything else. It's a personal quality or attitude that needs to be developed. You know? Yeah. So I feel if people develop a personal quality or attitude like that, yeah. then certainly technology can be effective, but it's not it's not the end tool it's a it's a means by which you can share information and that's how I see it and that's why we share information using any means that we have available to us it's also a great way of having a fair degree of privacy while at the same time of sharing things with others you know like so instead of having to travel all over the world which is quite hard and and costs a lot of money we can share all over the world without having to necessarily travel Mm. to those particular locations so that's great
1: Okay. Um, also, a lot of your teachings deal with the subject of love. Yep. And um, and you know, love for God, you know, love for other people, that yes. sort of thing. Now, in the lives of many, you know, they they don't have that. You know, what I mean, they don't have whether they might be in relationships, but yep. it, we we all we all have discontent in our lives, whether that be our relationship with our job, relationship with. Family, friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, by, bad things that happen and good things that happen, like a mixture
0: of things. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, not every day is great for a lot of people, whether sure. they be, whether they be in you know whatever relationships or jobs or whatever. But by by appealing to that sense of discontent by saying you know you don't love yourself that sort of thing, and people start to question you know this sort of sort of question the life and the life they're living. Yeah. Can that be destructive in the sense that you're you're getting people to look at? You know the lack of love and then they step away from people who actually cared a great deal about them, but it just doesn't appear to be. Um, well, there's a lot of questions in your question.
0: Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah, if yeah, we can no, answer a few of them separately. Um, firstly, um, I believe quite strongly that if a person is, has a lack of contentment in their personal life, that there's always usually good reasons. There's usually reasons for their discontent. And my suggestion to people is to look at the reasons for their discontent and change something. Because if you keep doing things exactly the same way for the rest of your life, you're gonna end up with exactly the same discontents, probably, for the rest of your life. And the question I feel most people, including myself, need to ask is do I wish to be the same person as I am now in 50 years time? And my answer to that question is no, I I do not want to be the same person I am now in 50 years time. And I would suggest to anybody who um, who really desires a happy life that they wouldn't want to be either okay. somebody who does that.
1: Oh, yeah, I was just going to say. answer uh,
0: the rest
1: of the oh, Okay, go, okay, go. It's up to you. Time. Then, like, no, keep, you're keep, driving keep the. Keep going. No, keep going. You. <laughs> um, the question of um, you know, by appealing to that sense of discontent, because like, you, you know, even it, some people like say you're a father. Yeah, can I uh, address the appealing to okay. it and. Um, I feel it's very important
0: to appeal to that level of discontent because that level of discontent is a measure of what's going wrong in a person's life. And I believe quite strongly that it's possible to have a completely happy life all the time. Um, okay. So that's my personal belief. Now, I know a lot of people on earth have sort of given up that belief. You know, a lot of people sort of feel that's not possible. They feel that it's impossible to have. Um, do you want to. Did you? You're
1: you right. You're right.
2: Yeah, it quote unquote crapped itself. So uh, Ben, oh. do we need another
1: cartridge or what do you want to do? It's on the ground. So what, oh. what did you? Yeah, what happened, <coughs> Richard? What, what? It
2: overheated and we have no more memory on the stick itself. So okay, well, we can give we can you grab a recording the of the That's days, right. We can give one. you the roll. Okay, if yeah. that if that works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I got It'll two more questions in the really, way. Go. On. A week or so yeah, 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 two, It two, went off about 30 seconds ago. So you got blind lines. Did
1: it? Okay, did it? It came
2: with a little light flash result, and at one point, there was no record symbol that was on the screen itself.
1: Okay, thanks, Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But we can send you a uh, Just, if you want to put this on YouTube anyway, aren't you?
0: Yeah, we do, but, um, what we can do, if you want to have the raw footage, we can actually give you a copy of the raw footage if you want it on a disc.
1: Um, no, Is that just put it you on YouTube it? and I'll take it off YouTube and sort it out, it's all good. No worries. Um, okay, but, yeah, okay, but by appealing to that sense of discontent, people, people, like, for example, if you're a father, you have to get up and provide. And that's just that's you've got I to get don't up. Don't agree with that. You yeah. don't agree that no. you should.
0: Not if you. I, I feel you if see a lot like... of people in their day-to-day life feel they have to do a lot of things. Yeah. You know? And the reality is, we're afraid, and that's why we do a lot of the things we okay. do. So, for example, a father who gets up and feels he has to provide, is not in that moment really loving what he does he's doing it because he, he's, it's a drudgery, you know, something he has to do. Yeah. My feelings are he needs to f- go and find something he loves and then he won't feel like it's a drudgery and he won't feel like he has to get up every morning to provide, he'll feel like he wants to get up every morning and go and do what he loves. It's a bit like you with your, your own uh, stuff that you're looking forward to doing in your future. If you choose a job that, that you're not passionate about, then it's highly yeah. unlikely you're really gonna love it and you're probably just gonna drudge your way through the job completely. And to me, that's a very pointless thing to do. There are many jobs, if you like, on the planet that a person can love. In fact, I've, I've experienced many jobs right from cleaning right the way through, and I loved every one of them. So I feel there's like a lot of jobs that a person can have um, and really enjoy it. And, and that drives them to get up and, you know, to, to, enjoy, yeah, fair, to drive so I feel that's a, like that's it's a, all about that's passion. a message
1: a lot of people can agree with the idea of you should find a job that, something you, love. that you love but for some people yeah uh, for some people for whatever reason they don't have that whether it's whether it's relationships with friends jobs that and sort so of thing what I say to them but is, when you say when you say I'm Jesus I think you should do what you love and that can lead to destructive outcomes even though for the individual that might you know, yeah, it I, might be I a can't liberating agree feeling. With
0: that. I feel that can't leave to disrupt, to destructive outcomes. But
1: say but say just a hypothetical situation mm-hmm. where someone says, Oh, I listens to you mm-hmm. say, Oh, I you know, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus and then they're like they look, they hear what you say. And then what happens is they go and they say, Well, I don't love my job, I don't love my life, my family can be a bit of a tire sometimes and they go and leave. Do you understand how that could be a really negative situation for the people he yeah, leaves if behind? They,
0: if they loved their family, they wouldn't do that for a start. So, if they truly loved their family, they would try to work through any issues with their family that cause any of their any of their unhappiness. Okay. And so, the first thing I would recommend to them is not to just leave a what they feel is an unhappy situation, but rather, if they followed my teachings, they would actually work through why they find their particular situation unhappy. So, okay. so, for example, if if they find their situation unhappy because they're having an argument with their wife every day about sex, then my suggestion is both the husband and wife need to sit down and work out the issues about sex that they have. If they find that they're unhappy because of any reason with the children, looking after the children, then they need to sit down as a family and determine why they're unhappy. Right. That's what would be my suggestion. I yeah. feel, though, that the unhappiness is a measure of something that needs to change. And my suggestion to people is to feel when they're unhappy and then work their way through okay. what what's the cause of that unhappiness. Very not just have a blanket, oh, leave this situation, because that doesn't address the actual cause of the unhappiness okay. in most cases.
1: And also, um, if you're Jesus, why are you here, not the Middle East?
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons why I'm here
1: and not in the Middle East, but, um, There's
0: physical reasons, emotional ones,
1: and teaching-based ones. Um, But if if you are, you know, the guy from the first century, wouldn't you want to go back to where, you know, Bethlehem, that sort of thing? Why, then? Well, because that's the origin story. But can you
0: see how basic you're seeing me as an individual? Like, um, you're you're sort of seeing me as a person who has some kind of um, nostalgia for the past, Oh no! I mean, well, that's, just that, that's where your message. That will,
1: if, if I mean, if you're interested in spreading these ideals, surely that's the best place to go. Definitely you You get the most receptive.
0: Definitely not. I would get the least reception there. You think? Definitely. Yeah.
1: Even though, even though that's where you hailed from, that's the yeah. sort of birthplace of Christianity. Well, you
0: think of what happened in the first century. I got very little reception there.
1: A lot of people were waiting for you to come back too.
0: That's yeah, but they were waiting for me two thousand years ago to come back, and they rejected the fact that right. I came back then. So. So the reality is that I don't see the Middle East as a place that at the moment is very open to receiving truth, but, but in the future it may be, and so I'm happy to share it with them when they want to. What I feel drawn towards is going to places that are that have the most desire to understand the truth. And, and I feel that that's one of the reasons why I'm here, but it's also one of the reasons why we go to different places around the world, because there's a strong desire in different places to to listen to the truth and so i share it in those places and i don't feel the middle east is one of those places and i don't have any feelings of nostalgia about my past life in the first century you remember i've had two thousand years of life and for 1950 or so of those years i spent them in in a completely different location in in another dimension not not here on the earth so Mm. so if any place if i if i'm attached to any place it's more that place Mm. than any place here on earth.
1: Okay. If God uses his pa- like powers to work through you, Jesus Christ, to perform miracles.
0: No, remember I said God can use his powers to work through anyone okay. who's the one with God. Yeah, but uh,
1: Jesus being the most notable example, perhaps.
0: Well, uh, you know, historically, on the earth I've been the most notable example, but in the spirit world there are millions of people who okay. work through the same, have the same kind of experience. So, like, I don't again everyone on earth sort of views it one way because that's their perception and that's where they're coming from and i understand all of that but the reality is my personal experience demonstrates that there are literally millions and millions of people who have been at one with god and who are currently at one with god in the spirit world in these other dimensions and they constantly can do the same things um that i can do so um or that i could do in the first century so so to me it's nothing unique Mm. and it's not a unique thing for one person. Does that make sense? The, okay. only, the only difference between me and anyone else is I was the first person to ever become a one with God in the first century. That's the only difference. There's no other difference between me and you.
1: Okay.
0: It's like, uh, how, well, how are you different to the Wright brothers? You weren't the first person who invented flight in the yeah, but I just
1: didn't possess the same faculties that they did in order to. And you weren't
0: present in history at the same time they were, and so forth. Who knows what might you might do in the future that nobody else has done?
1: (laughs) Okay, but um, you know, being the guy who you know knows most notably, Jesus has worked through to perform. You mean God has worked through? God has worked through. Sorry, my my bad. Um, Being the guy who has you know been most worked through. What well, kind of God wouldn't still allow people to perform miracles and act in such a way? God does. You, you believe that?
0: Yeah, t- definitely. And um, God is constantly working through all of humanity, not through, through one individual. This is one of the biggest problems with the Christian belief, is that it, it, it believes that God worked through Jesus and then Jesus worked with everyone mm. else. In other words, it believes that Jesus was a mediator between God and man. That's not the case at all. God has the ability to have a direct connection with all of his children. And as a result of that, has the ability to work through every single one of them individually. But it depends upon them as to how much they allow that connection. And that's what I've But if been he teaching. is God, surely he can just work through people. He doesn't force himself to work through people. He, he has to allow, because he's given them the gift of free will, he, he, he needs to wait for them to have a desire for that to occur. Yeah. And and most people don't have a desire for lots of reasons. One yes. of them is that they don't believe in God, or mm. another one is that they don't believe that God can work through them, or they have feelings of unworthiness that they might feel. And there's literally thousands of reasons why a person may not wish to connect to God in this way. But what I'm saying is that everyone has the ability to. It's just, and God's waiting for them to exercise mm. that ability, but God is not going to force that upon them it's forget. not going to force them into doing something they don't want to right. do.
1: Last question. Um, with um, with your belief and that sort of thing, why not join the Catholic Church? Why not join the Anglican Church? Why not join any other sort of Christian denomination?
0: Well, there's the presumption just because I'm saying I'm Jesus that I believe the same things as these churches, okay. and that's not the case at all. Um, I believe things completely, like most of these churches believe the Bible is God's Word. I do not believe the Bible is God's Word. I've had personal experience with, for 2,000 years of watching the Bible develop, and I know that it's not an accurate uh, reflection of what happened in my life in the, in the first century, and nor is it an accurate reflection of history either. Um, so I can't say the Bible is God's Word, and I can't also accept many of the beliefs that these religions mm-hmm. have. For example, many of the religions believe that, that Jesus is God, and I definitely know I'm not God. I know I'm a completely different entity to God. God is my Father or my Creator, just like God is your Father or Creator. And I, like I'm no different to any other person. So there's this desire that religion has to sort of elevate me above others, and and I can't agree with that. So there's there's and there's literally hundreds of things I can't agree with in terms of what they believe is truth compared to what I know to be true. So so I can't engage. Um, inside of a religious faith all I can do is share what I know to be the truth with others and whether, and, then, and present logical argument to them about that particular truth and, and then leave them have, to have their own decision making process about what they wish to accept that's really all I want to do I also don't want to start another religion because there's already too many religions on the planet I think there's over 33,000 Christian denominations you wouldn't call divine truth a religion? no, not at all No, it's a sharing of a group of teachings, and there's no religious faith, there's no practices, there's no weekend, you know, uh, church uh, going activity. And as the guys who are associated with me know, um, all I do is present information to people, that's all I do. So so there's no religion, um, and there's no organized activities um, aside from we Us organising something to do an event, you know, of some kind, for example, a seminar to share some information. So, so in reality, all I am is basically like a person who shares any other kind of information and travels around doing that. And what people take from that is completely up to them, really. Like, that's how I see it. And whether they practice it is also completely up to them. How much of it they practice is also completely up to them, if they practice anything at all. There's many people I've known who've come along to seminars and I know they don't practice any of it at all and I'm okay with that. Um, what they do with their life is up to them and I don't have any desire to control people's lives. I just have a desire to share what I feel is true to others, that's all. So yeah, that's that's the main sort of feeling I have. I think that's a wrap. Can I uh, give you some recommendations and feedback?
1: Uh, oh, about my style or anything? Yeah, like,
0: yeah. Oh, well, it's my
1: first time, like, I'm just trying to work for this company who specializes in a certain style, so that's what i have got. for.
0: Yeah, and Ben, my feelings are if you're going to interview somebody, you've got to be open to hearing their answer. And I don't feel you're open to hearing the answer. You, you ask the question, and you let the answer be said. Oh, well that's, that's for the purpose of the viewer though, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I understand hey, that. But, but to be a good interviewer, in my opinion, you've actually got to hear the answer yourself. Because, because if you hear the answer, you can roll off the answer. Whereas if you if you just um, if you just ask a question and then let the viewer have the answer without you actually hearing the answer, then it's not a conversation. Anymore. What do you mean by me hearing the answer? Well, um, most of the answers I gave you today, you didn't actually hear
1: personally. Uh, what do you mean by hear? In a way like you absorb or like, yeah, in you a didn't way... listen to. Yeah, it's because I have to interview. That's that's the thing. I ask yeah, questions, uh, I ask questions, I ask questions. I understand. And then that. you give the answer. Then you give the answer. And I'm just you giving you some feedback. Oh, I don't
0: okay. agree with that. I, I feel that that method of interviewing is a is a method that alienates your listeners. Okay. And it also alienates the person that you're interviewing, okay? Because they they having well, you gotta
1: con- understand. Like, I don't know divine truth as well as you know. That's divine okay. Truth, so that's that's why it's no, it maybe this sort of I'm not absorbing it all because No, no, violent. I
0: don't feel you have to absorb it in terms of believing it, or if you absorb. What I mean by absorbing the answer is it's sort of like a conversation. Do you, mm. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so for example, if I ask you, where do you live, Ben? And then I'm not listening to you. I'm over here, and you're telling me. What I've it been is. staring
1: at you the whole time. I, I...
0: No, no, no. But if you just feel it emotionally, if I can, if I just detune from what you're saying in terms of where you live, so I know you live at Saint Lucia, right? Yeah. Um, in Brizzy, and uh, and it gets busy during the because I yeah. listen to all of what you said. I don't have to believe everything you say. All I need to do is listen. And um, what I'm saying is most of my answers I gave to you today, you wouldn't be able to even say, like I just said about St. Lucia, what I actually said without going back to the video.
1: Well, you gotta understand there's a difference between learning facts about a place and then just what is a set set of beliefs, you know what I mean? I don't agree. Okay. I don't don't agree. agree.
0: I feel if you're completely engaged in a conversation with a Mm. person, you're actually listening to them. That you're you're actually hearing what they've got to say and, and to be honest with you, it's, it would be, be very difficult biting off another interview with you because I know that you didn't hear what I've already said. That's okay. And um, does that make sense? Yeah, uh, okay. And and my feelings are if you could hear what... And I feel pretty much anyone you interview is going to feel that way. Okay. And all I'm doing is giving I think maybe
1: just because of the subject matter involved, there might be a, a maybe. sort of... Sort of maybe. Like I'm, I'm trying to answer questions, ask you questions as well as absorb what you're saying. There's a lot of... I understand. Sort of, yeah. I understand. Yeah. So I understand. I've done this many hundreds of times, cool. as you can imagine. Right. And
0: what I what I feel too is that. Um, can I just ask you a few questions?
1: Um, well, I prefer if you weren't filming it, actually. To be honest. But...
0: Well, but Yeah, See now.
1: I, now, I, 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 I didn't. I came here to ask you questions.
0: Yeah, but now we're in an unethical interaction, you and I.
1: Is it time for us to leave? Do you believe?
0: Well, you, yes. You're in an unethical interaction because what you're done. What you've done. Is you asking me questions that you're willing to put on YouTube, but now when I want to ask you questions, you're now not willing to do it, and that's unethical.
1: Well, uh, I don't see what the purpose is of interviewing you. A- well, uh, in a sense, it's a public good. Of well, interviewing well, it's not, not about public
0: good. It's about it's about me. Well, though, we can to,
1: have a private conversation. It's but, about me wanting to know you. But you're a public figure in a lot of respects. It's I, short, I don't
2: agree. I don't agree. to seem engaged, talk, news, and actually let one fall for another. There's no real to actually have anything that's purely endemic. Purely engaged talk, and
1: that's what you have to do. So, like see,
0: I, see, I feel like I like to know you guys, oh. and, and the audience would also like to know you guys.
1: Oh, I don't agree that the audience has any... Like, to me, that's the purpose of a journalist, is to just go in there, talk... And this is where I have to disagree with all okay. the journalists. Well, I mean, that's, well, <laughs> well, that's, that's, I've had that that's said that's to me hundreds I know, of I know, times. I know, I know, I know. And, like, that's, that's, and that's the profession. Agree, that's, see, I don't agree is, with is that. We're not meant to know each other as friends exactly that's because that's because no one it's there's a sense of you know i won't report objectively if that's the case
0: yes but i see i feel that you can be objective
1: even if But everybody so. has their own sense of objectivity
0: oh I, I agree with that but i feel what what's happening here is the media industry is trying to present a facade and while you're trying to present present a facade particularly of yourselves then it's going to be very very difficult for for any audience to engage with you Like, if you look at the media reporters who are the most popular, they are generally the ones who are the most engaged. So they're almost the opposite... They are the opposite as what the the general journalistic uh, viewpoint is. And yet they are the ones who generally receive the most work and also receive the most listening by an audience. And I feel... I feel this is a, the unethical nature of of the of the journalist industry, is that you're expecting people to expose themselves to you, but while at the same time being un, completely unwilling to expose oh, well, yourself.
1: But, the, but that's the thing, because the journalist isn't meant to be a celebrity in a way. It's just a meant that you meant to, I you're, in, in that sense that most the, journalists are celebrities. Oh, not really. <laughs> no, I don't think. I, I wouldn't say so. I'd say that their more job is to just be a sort of you know, ask questions. That's their job. They're not, they're not, like, whenever I see a journalist on television who's being interviewed about their opinion on something, I feel like, I kind of feel like as if they're, not, they're doing a disservice in a way. Because like, then I go look at their reports next, and I go, well, are you bringing this to the table? So that's why I, I don't... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't agree. What I'm okay. saying is I don't agree with that method, because it, it alienates not only the person you're interviewing, but it also alienates your viewers from you. And, and you think that that's good. I understand that you think mm. that's good. But I, I can't see how it is good.
1: Well, I mean, uh, I could give you a good example if you'd like. Sure. Um, you know, Frost Nixon. There was a clear example of, you know, when Richard Nixon was sat down with David Frost mm-hmm. after the uh, Pentagon tapes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the um, Watergate tapes. Watergate, yep. And they, um, and they hashed it out. And basically there was no... You know, he was asking questions of someone. And mm. there was no... And it was a great interview. It's probably one of the most historic interviews. And there were, he followed that style of just talking to him and asking the question. Yeah, but again,
0: I feel quite strongly that you would get more information out of a person by having a more... Open well, that's why,
1: that's why me and Richard both came here with the sense of just being civil and that sort of thing and sitting down and talking. I don't think we'll ever be... Um, Enough for you? I, I I get the sense it's not about
0: it's not about enough for me.
1: Yeah, it's not about that. I'm just giving you some
0: feedback that <laughs> you're obviously you're resistive to receiving. Oh, no, no,
1: well. I'm a, like to my, to, my, to my whatever. I am at the start of this process, so I might you might talk to me in 20 years' time, and I'll be a different person. And carbon
2: you, as an element, it's developed over a period of a couple of uh, thousands of years. Pressure acts upon it, and then it Earth's force
1: has done. So, very intelligent guy.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and what I'm suggesting is that it doesn't have to be like that. What I'm okay. suggesting is that if you listen to some feedback from a person who's been interviewed many, many times, you may finish up with having a far yeah. Okay, more but, but I, mean, I, I would say, I would
1: I would say that there's some people who interview you. And then they might go interview someone else, and they're the same, essentially the same. Into it's just the this is the way you're different from. Okay, so someone comes to you, they're a journalist, and they talk to you, and they go to, they talk to John Travolta. They go talk to John Travolta. There's going to be a different interview. Why? Why? Because di- you're different people.
0: Yeah, but if you interact, yeah, but they're going
1: to be the same journalist in a way. If, if you interact
0: personally with the individual, it's always going to be engaging. Okay. That's
1: my opinion. Do What do you? What do you? Have nice hair. What do what you? Is
0: that what you trying to mean? Like, I'm trying to, I know I, you don't understand what I'm saying to you, and that's fine, but that's
1: clearly because you know it better than
0: anyone. No. no, I'm just saying to you that, that if you allowed your personality to come out on camera rather than just having a very rigid, you know, feel on camera, yeah, and you just allowed yourself to be yourself and share a bit about yourself. Your audience will connect with you far better, and will also connect with where you're coming from far more. They'll feel more engaged, and the person you're interviewing, you'll probably get more information out of okay. than if you use your current style. And I know, I, I,
1: I honestly like, we had no intention of coming here and shouting at you, if that's what you were thinking. Like, no, we, I don't, we were just, I we were just going it. to be and civil, and we just going to ask curious questions that we thought yeah. people I, would be interested. Because there's, you got to face it, there's people who, you know, you know what you believe better than people who just come here and interview.
0: I agree. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: we're coming here and we're just trying to figure out, get some answers, that sort of thing. So, but
0: it, you're not it, really but it can,
1: ki- can kind yeah, of, I think you gave a lot of explanations, so that's Yeah, that's but you're an not answer. trying to get answers for yourself, you're trying to get answers for an audience. Is, it, is, that, is that wrong?
0: Well, I feel if you were engaged and you try to get answers for yourself, then the audience would automatically be more engaged as well. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand your I'm point. Suggesting. I Understand your point. And and you know I understand where you're coming from because you've come from this you know the the general interview style that you've been taught and so forth. And I get all I haven't that. been taught anything. I've, I've well, it. it's Sorry. something that you want to engage, obviously. And and I'm just giving you a little feedback about it. That's all. And um, and and you don't have to take it. Like I'm personally happy with you not taking it. I'm just giving you some feedback about it, but also I'm wanting to address with you the unethical behaviour, which is expecting people to expose their life when you're not willing to expose yours. Well,
1: you, I don't see why that's an issue because I'm asking you questions. Well, it's like, when it, well when you don't see, you know, Daniel Craig asking an interview questions. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's an interview. Well, it's I unethical. ask you.
0: Yeah, questions. I know what is normally done, but what I'm telling you is this. Yeah, have you
1: thought of going into journalism yourself? As no. A,
0: but if I did, I'd be doing it completely different. Okay. Well, if I did, what I would do is, I would. If I expected you to bear your soul, yeah, I would be willing to bear my own. Okay. Well, that's okay. Okay.
1: If you feel that, I, I don't see. Like, I, I doubt I've ever seen an interview where, you know, one like one celebrity was crying and then the interview was crying because they're like, I can relate to you. There's, there's.
0: Yeah, I don't think you know that's necessary. I mean, like necessary. I, mean yeah, like I don't think that's necessary. I feel I feel, if the person who's doing the interview truly loves doing the interview, they'll just be themselves, but they would also be willing to t- tell a bit about themselves.
1: Okay. And well, when I, I've
0: I, asked you a bit about yourself, you've been unwilling to tell it, and what I'm saying to you is that's unethical. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Now, you don't have to agree with me. That's how I see it.
1: Well, I, 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 wouldn't, thought, I, thought I would, I would, I would never do you, the same I, with you. I, I thought I'd come to you with questions that, Perhaps you on a deeper level that you haven't have been asked before. Stuff like people will go to you and they were like, Why aren't you performing miracles? I'm more interested in why you believe God's not working through you to perform miracles. Yeah. If you are Jesus. Yeah. That's 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 why I asked you and that's why yep. I didn't just say why you wear glasses, that sort of thing. Yep. I don't I'm not interested in that level. I'd rather go a bit deeper and find out Yeah. What's no, going I,
0: on. I'm perfectly happy with all that. What I'm suggesting to you is that if you want me to give you information about myself then it would be unethical of you to not share information about yourself that's what I'm suggesting
1: I, I, I don't I don't think that's the style of an interview I don't think that's the best I know it. it's
0: not the style of maybe in
1: a 20 years time when you know more about me that'd be a different conversation you'd know who I am when someone when someone from 60 minutes comes to you you know hey yeah, that's, then you're not getting
0: my point but that's fine oh, okay. you, you know like like when you expect somebody else to do what you're not willing to do yourself, that's a lack of ethics. That's what I'm saying. And this is where I see a lack of ethics in journalism, is because if the journalists often expect other people to do things that they themselves will not do.
1: And also, like, I I honestly, people are more interested in what you have to say than what I have to say. I don't agree with that. Look, I... I don't agree with that. You compare to me right now, like, there's a situation where I'm just trying to be a journalist, and you're in a position. Uh, yeah,
0: no, I don't agree with that. Okay. If, you, if you saw how many comments we get about the journalist who's asked the questions rather than anything I've said in answer, you'd be surprised that most people are interested in the personality and the individual of the person. Who, who are engaged together. That's what I find. Okay. Um, and that's the kind of people generally who listen to the YouTube channel that we have. And they are very interested in where you're coming from. They're very interested in why you come with that group of questions. What's the underlying motivation for those particular questions, for example? They're very interested in those things. So, yeah, I, I feel... This is where I feel the general journalistic arguments don't really hold much logical water, as far as I'm concerned, with regard to why journalists generally don't allow a more fluid uh, process to occur. That's okay. my personal okay, opinion. Mm. Okay, But um, you can take that or leave yeah. that. It's up to you. you know. I'm, I'm perfectly happy either way. The, I just feel that um, for your own sake of your own career, if you allow, just even consider allowing more of your own personality coming out. Um, I think you'll have a better career.
1: Oh, I thought I thought I did that right? in a way by by saying chaos. Okay, I don't know. I was trying to joke with you just to sort of get you to talk for more a bit. But I, I don't feel that people, you know, I can add personality to report if you want. But no, look, it, if that's what you really want, Mr. no, Murat, see, it's not about I can, what
0: I want. It's about it's about you just being you.
1: Yeah, I'm quite comfortable with who I am. So that's, yeah, there we go. Yeah, we no, and point. I don't
0: see that. Because okay. you're, because you're, when I ask you a personal question about you, you instantly do not want to answer it. Well, that's
1: because I came to interview you. I didn't come to here to be interviewed.
0: And and according to the participant form that you signed, you did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did, because it talks about ethical behaviour. in the, well, but,
1: you, but that's your interpretation of ethics. So No,
0: it's not my interpretation of ethics. No, ethics is it, very
1: interpretable, my friend. If you go I, and
0: study ethics, you'll find <laughs>
1: yeah, look, that it's, exact, it's look, what everybody thinks. Me and Richard ethics. are going to head off. Yeah, we want to thank you for your time. I I will take on board your advice about journalism. You don't have to. You don't, don't have s- to, to, but I, w- I will listen to it. I heard yeah. it. Thank you. No I just want to appreciate it. No that. worries,
0: okay, man. So, thank you very much. All no uh, right.
2: It's best to actually argue a freedom of dialogue, and maybe one, one way we can actually accept some sections. Well,
0: can you say that again for me, slower?
2: <laughs> I said that ultimately, what you are proposing after that ten minutes or die try was a freedom of dialogue. And a free and actually comes from that interaction with other human beings. So and once we actually can approach that, don't okay, get this crazy like road right? we call hell or oh, life depends on you. Yeah, no, I agree with you <laughs> T-
0: totally. I feel I feel what you said is really important. Like, if we have a free interaction without any sort of um, without any concern about who's listening or what they're listening to or what they might think about it, then you'll get the best possible result every single time. I feel, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. oh, been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, same goes. Cheers. Okay, you. Cheers. See, you guys. Oh. See you later, guys.
2: Cool. Uh, <laughs> more, more words of Douglas Adams.
1: So this you know know. <laughs> is Lena, by the way. Hi. Hi hey, nice here. to meet you. Good it's good Lena. Yeah.
0: Okay. See you later then. Yeah, time. Time. Thank you.
2: Bye.
1: Thank
2: yeah. yeah. you. Yeah. Going to get some peanuts in Kingaroy. <laughs> <laughs>